Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Today we're going to be talking about Batman Gotham by Gaslight, the latest DC Universe animated original movie. That is a mouthful every time I say it. So this is an adaptation of the comic book by Brian Augustine and Mike Mignola, really considered to be the first Elseworlds comic by DC before before the Elseworlds banner even existed. So it's set in the late 1800s where Bruce Wayne Batman takes off takes on a serial killer. Uh, before we get too into it, Zach, just sort of overall, what are your non-spoiler thoughts on this film? Yeah, so I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Uh, a lot of the trailers and kind of leading up to it, I thought it was it would be more horror-ish, more trying to scare you. And Careful how you say that. Yes. <laughs> Horror-ish. That's a weird word. Um, but it, it it didn't really do that much. Obviously, there is still some pretty dark stuff. You're, you're dealing with a serial killer. Um, but I really liked it. I thought it took itself very seriously and it didn't try to like force in any any humor there's the stuff that was humor like fit in with the tone of the film and fit in with the circumstances and i really liked bruce wayne you know it it's the same bruce wayne that you know and love he's just in a different time period and there's some some weird things about that but he's still got the bruce wayne and the batman that you love yeah absolutely i can't really argue with you there i really liked it i thought it was it's really dark and moody atmosphere from the start I agree there wasn't as much of a horror aspect to it as I thought, but the, it's still there throughout. And it's just a dark and moody everything from the the score to the atmosphere, just to the setting. Everything is pretty much everything, but a couple scenes is, is take place at night. It is, which is because it's a Batman movie, but it's also just dark. And I think they did a good job of showing the time period and being relatively faithful to that. It's also, I think it's relatively faithful to the comic by by those two it's not a direct adaptation at all it doesn't follow the the plot beat for beat which means there can be some surprises left in there and some some things they've expanded upon some things they've adapted directly but really they had to expand a lot because it's only 52 pages and you know i'm not going to say if it follows it directly because that would be a, a spoiler if it if it was exactly the same or not exactly the same but i thought it, i thought they did a good job of capturing the mood of of that comic so i thought it was a really good <laughs> adaptation yeah so i guess getting into spoilers now first off uh do you think do you think it was necessary to have the r rating did you do you think that helped it or hurt it or made much of a difference either way i think they could, i think with pretty much all of these films i think they could very easily get away with a pg-13 rating if they wanted to that being said with this being about a serial killer uh, i think if any of all the films that they've had are rated so far this is maybe other than killing joke this is the one that needed it the most because it really does get you afraid of this guy to see just how brutal these murders are and i like i was a little bit squeamish and it's just animation and then like especially when he kills the nun like i actually felt pretty bad about that i agree i think this you probably could easily do a PG-13 version and it wouldn't make a huge difference. Maybe you have to get rid of a little bit of blood. But other than that, language wasn't bad. I was worried, you know, the opening scene with Ivy there. I was like, oh, if this is how it's going to be for 77 minutes or whatever, then uh, they they might earn an R rating a different way than I thought. But I thought other than that, it was it was relatively tame for our standards. But it was still a very dark and very serious, like you said. And there is quite a bit of blood in a couple gross out scenes. 
but other than that, it was your standard PG-13 serious Batman movie. Right. So what do you think of the setting, the whole Victorian Gotham turn of the century style and everything like that? Did you like that? Yeah, you like you mentioned, it's it's dark and moody and the setting definitely helps with that. And I really like that they, they set up this World's Fair and there's a serial killer dur- during it. And this is basically exactly replicating uh, Devil in the White City, which is a nonfiction book about the Chicago World Fair. And something basically exactly like this happened. There was a serial killer, H.H. H. Holmes, at the Chicago World Fair, and they were they were trying to like one up Paris, and so they came up with the Ferris wheel to to like one up the Eiffel Tower, like exactly like they do in this movie. And a lot of people thought that Holmes was Jack the Ripper, and so this is a pretty close. It's actually pretty accurate to like real history, which is pretty cool. Um, but that being said, I I don't know if I can like point to one instance or anything, but it just feels like I never really felt like I was in Victorian times. Like I felt like it was a bunch of people from modern times who were like cosplaying as Victorian <laughs> times. Like there's still a lot of stuff that just made me think like, ah, oh, this is really kind of modern feeling. Um, not from the look, but just more like the way that the characters acted, I think. That's a fair point. Like the dialogue and yeah. interactions and everything. A lot of it was, yeah, I can see that being more modern, but this, the visuals uh were very were very accurate i assume wasn't around back then right <laughs> but what i would assume was accurate um obviously the big thing with a jack the ripper the story you want to know who is jack the ripper and the mystery behind that i will say if you haven't read the comic spoilers for the comic i guess but they did something completely different there was there was really only one suspect in the comic which was uncle jacob who ended up being the killer so Bruce's uncle Jacob, who just shows up and then kills some people, and that's it. So they they did a they introduced a lot of potential suspects in this. How do you think that pulled off? How did the mystery work for you? It worked pretty well for me. I I didn't know until maybe I think I I didn't really know until maybe two thirds, three quarters of the way through who I thought was really going to be the bad guy because obviously they're trying to set it up a bunch of times. But I I thought it worked pretty well. for a while there, I even thought Bruce was going to be. No, not really. Um, <laughs> no, I thought I think they did a really good job. And I, I haven't actually read the comic, but I, if it was more straightforward, like you said, and you basically know who it is from the beginning and it's just sort of a random character, then I really like the way they did it in the film better. Right. And I, I think it was a relative. It didn't feel like a mystery, I guess, but that might have just been me. I wasn't like trying to decipher look at clues because I knew they would be trying to misdirect me. So I just, didn't right. so I didn't read too deeply into any of that, but I, I like that. It ended up being Jim Gordon. That was a surprise. That was a really creepy reveal of his oh, wife's yeah. face. That was, uh, that was probably the most squeamish I got during it. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought that was okay. That was a good misdirection, reasonably good misdirections throughout. So what'd you think of Jack the Ripper being, a f- real physical match for Batman throughout uh, multiple fights and everything like that. Yeah, this is this is the great thing about these Elseworld stories. First of all, the fact that they can make it Gordon, and then the fact that he is in good enough shape to take on Batman, which is a bit ridiculous in the real world, maybe. Um, but I I liked it. We got you know all of these films will have the one normally just like the one fight where the hero kind of meets the villain and gets beat up or catches him but he gets away because something breaks off or something we had a couple of those fights and in a few different locations and i think they they did it pretty well 
especially like the fight in the where all the pigs are hanging the butcher with yeah. Kyle. I really liked that one the way they did that. And then the the creepy mask with Hugo Strange. I thought that was pretty cool too. Really brutal action scenes yeah. throughout. I thought the the fighting was quite long and physical. So physical match. And I, th- I like that. I like the Gordon as the Ripper. If there's one thing, I, I don't like making comparisons to comics and their adaptations. If there's one thing I would have liked to have seen, but it wouldn't have fit, so I wouldn't have liked to have seen it, there is a narration from the Ripper in the comic, and it's it's really creepy, and I think it really would have added to the horror aspect where he's talking about how he's stalking these women and going to and what he's going to do to them and everything like that. That's super creepy, but it would make no sense in animation because you would either hear the same voice as Gordon and it would automatically be revealed or you use a different voice and it wouldn't make sense. So, so there's no way it would fit. Um, but I thought, I think they could have done something a little bit more, uh, showing the Ripper as creepy, more horror, like, like we talked about. I think they could have shown a little bit more of that, but there was a good deal of it. Yeah. And I think they did, like you said, it'd be hard to do that narration, but I think they did a good job, you know, with the, the letter that he sent and they have him read part of the letter. Obviously they stop before they get to the really gruesome parts. And also just, you know, the other characters talking about him and explaining how scary he is and who he's going after and everything. So I, I think they did a pretty, a fair job. I think they adapted it pretty well. I agree. So the biggest standout for me in this film by far was Selena Kyle. This is one of my more favorite Selena Kyle stories. I thought she was just a really strong character throughout. She wasn't going to put up, wait around for people to find out who the killer is and who's killing all these people. So I really like that. thought she was a strong character throughout and really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, a lot of times she's supposed to be a pretty good match for Bruce Wayne for Batman. Um, And I, I, it's, I struggle to think of other versions of Batman and Selena Kyle of Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle that match up more evenly and match up better than this version here. Like you said, I, she stood out for me as probably my favorite character in the whole film. I really, really liked the way she was portrayed. I, she was definitely my favorite um, by far, more than Bruce or, or anyone else. So I, I, more of this would be, be great. Um, yeah. The one thing that I didn't like from her, though, is that, again, in an animated movie, we get a song from somebody, and it had to be from her. But I, whatever. It's fun sometimes to have a song. And this was way better than, like, the Batman and Harley Quinn film, that song but i don't know why they have to put songs in these movies <laughs> i agree with you i will say this shows how how important execution is right because everything around it was so much better you know what led up to it what came after it was so much better i didn't even realize till the song was about done i'm like oh yeah another it was probably it might have been just as long as in batman and harley quinn i don't know i didn't time it but it didn't feel as long and it also felt like what was going on outside of it also the story was moving forward yeah. Um, I know they tried to do that in Batman and Harley Quinn, but it was just, it's like everything stopped. So Harley could sing and dance for what seemed like forever. Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think that was nece- necessary. I think it could have been a lot shorter to show that they're at um, at the theater or whatever, but I thought it was executed a lot better than it could have been. Yeah. So another difference from the comic is along with everything being expanded, they had to introduce a bunch, they didn't have to, but they wanted to introduce a bunch of other Batman characters from the world. Whereas the, the comic was very simple. So what did you think of these other reimagined characters from Batman? I sort of wrote them all down uh, as they went. We have 
Poison Ivy, The Robins, Dick, Jason, and Tim, Harvey Dent, Leslie Tompkins as a sister, Alfred, Jim, Jim Gordon, we've already, already talked about, Hugo Strange, Harvey Bullock, Cyrus Gold slash Solomon Grundy, and The Bat Signal as well. What do you think of all that Batman lore? Did anything stand out to you? First of all, I was just, they didn't have to put all of this in. So it's just, it's fun that they did, that we get all of these different incarnations um, in the past and there's these different versions of them. So I'm really glad that they did that. I I loved, you know, Dick, Jason, and Tim, the little the little Robins, and they high, like hire them and they're just kind of running their little, I don't know what you would call them, but like little rascals basically, and they hire them to do stuff. Um, and then the bat signal that... Obviously, as soon as you see that big spotlight, you're like, oh, well, that's going to be used as the bat signal later. And you think Gordon's going to have to come up with it. But it was pretty it was pretty awesome, you know, like with Selena, with her blood making the little bat. I couldn't do that when I was that stressed out. I can't draw the bat signal even when like in the best of conditions. So I don't think I could do it then. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was really cool the way that they used that. I I agree. It was sort of everything sort of felt for the most part, it felt like these are the supporting characters and they're just making them Batman characters. It didn't really seem forced for the most part. Uh, I agree. Uh, Leslie Tompkins got some good stuff to do and the the three Robins were pretty good. I didn't, I thought I wasn't going to like them after the first scene, but then they, they turned around and got pretty, they got really good and were really helpful. And I liked seeing them by the end and Alfred sort of forced them onto Bruce and Selena. Uh, but that's fine. That's a happy ending for everyone, I guess. Yeah, the the one funny thing is that Alfred is basically I, I don't think there's a difference between current day Alfred and like <laughs> Victorian times Alfred because he's just an English butler and that doesn't really change over time that much. Right. He he was the I mean Bruce and Alfred were pretty much you could pluck them out of any time and just place them in there and they didn't really change much. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was it was relatively fun. I'm not I don't have a problem with the Victorian era type stuff or I'm not a fan one way or the other, but I did like the world they created. I thought, I thought it was pretty cool how you had everybody on horse and buggy and the bat suit was stored in the compartment of the carriage, little things like that. <laughs> yeah. Nice touches, little fun things. I thought they might be, could have done more of that showing uh, what more of what Batman would have been like in this time, but I thought it was enough. Yeah. Like you said, there, there's just something like uh, the dial, especially the dialogue and the interactions. It didn't really feel like it was way in the past but it didn't really need to that i think the main purpose of it is to get jack the ripper and to get the the moody dark setting and they were just spot on with that so i think they did a pretty good job with that and yeah i i really enjoyed this film a lot more than i thought i was going to which i've said of a few of these animated films so if they keep that up i'm gonna be pretty happy <laughs> yeah that's really good that's a good point um l- luckily the expectations aren't terribly high and you can just enjoy it for 75 minutes or however long they run i think they're it's cool to get get these sort of fun little treats every few months yeah all right well i guess that's all we have for today thanks for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow